Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Listen, the bottom line is it comes down to this. And we'll have the graphic. We will have the stats. We will have the backing of why Saturday night And Death Valley at 6 o'clock, you will, and you can, not will, I should say, you can beat Alabama. You need one man to go absolutely, you! If you don't, if if your urban rap (laughs) isn't up to date, you might not know what you means. You know, like, soldier boy up in this hoe. Watch me crank and watch me roll. Watch me crank that Superman or whatever. Superman that hoe. (laughs) You'll have to go full, full Superman. I think Jane Daniels can do that. We'll talk about that here tonight. Wilson Alexander joins us from The Advocate at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Was he surprised that LSU came at number 10 last night? What does it mean for Brian Kelly in his first year? Are they exceeding expectations? We'll get to all of that with him. I will get a Rafino's Rants, a dual Rafino's Rants here tonight. Some of you, by the way, probably won't know what I'm referring to, but uh, there is something I need to touch on. Um, From my home area, we will get to this later on. I won't spend much time on it, maybe a minute and a half. Uh, But Bogalusa and Albany... A high, two high school teams, Albany canceled the game and forfeited the game last night or this week because of something that happened in Bugaloosa last week. We'll talk on it. Bugaloosa people and fans are saying, oh, why did you forfeit the game? Well, you can't have situations like you did 
and say that Albany's in the wrong for forfeiting a game when you have situations the way you did if you miss it. There was an altercation at Bugaloosa's uh, game last, I think, last week or week before last um, that Albany just didn't want to be a part of. But nevertheless, they probably still should play. It's not the kids' fault that that happened. Um, that's for sure. But we'll get into that. Also, the big thing tonight, nobody believes in you. I feel like I get on repeat during and on a soapbox when I say this religiously. Nobody believes in you. Like, maybe there is some people. Hold on. Maybe there is some people that believes in you. But everywhere I turn around over the last 24 hours, maybe 48 hours, everybody's putting down on LSU. If I'm a leader on their team, I'm going to tell the team this. What I'm about to tell what I'm about to tell you in this Rafino's rants. So we'll get into it. SEC Week 8 preview. Look, we've talked a lot of Tennessee, Georgia. We've talked a lot of LSU and Alabama. We also will uh, talk around the SEC as well. Cody McGee says, awesome show earlier today. Blake, yes, if you missed it, we, we're we going to be continuing to do the SEC show. Me, myself, myself and Joe DeLeon from our good friends over at Believe. So we will continue to do that. So thank you. Um, but yeah, and we'll get to Monday Night Football and the Saints. I will not be here next Monday. I'm going. We're going to the Saints game. We wouldn't be doing a show during the Saints game anyway. But Aaron Miller says, huge weekend on many levels. SEC West recruits, player implications. Yes, we will be having the entire list on AYS Sports Network or AYSSnetwork.com um, uh, tomorrow of all the recruits that we know that will be attending the game. It's a very, very long list. We've been getting – didn't want to do it today because we, we had some guys that hadn't confirmed with us. So we'll get that, and we'll get uh, get it to you. But it is a huge week. Preston Guy, I went on the show last night. You can get, check it out on TigerBait.com or Ti- TigerBait uh, YouTube channel. says, that Soldier Boy verse just got pre-approved for a mortgage. <laughs> it's old. It's old. That's for sure. Lamar Pressure Williams says, Roll Tide, what F you? Okay. Okay. Jasmine, I like Jasmine. That's a that's a pretty dame for a girl. Maybe if it wouldn't have been Jewel, I like Jasmine. But she says on YouTube, I believe in the LSU Tigers 34-28, Blake. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Chris Lomax on YouTube says, hashtag ask Blake, do you think the weather's going to be have a big impact? Not really, since if you've seen it today that said that they'll, it will be moving out. It'll rain earlier in the morning, but it'll move out. Um, before the game starts. So probably not too much. Maybe a little bit with the surface. Maybe you just got to make sure that you're keeping your feet in, in crucial situations. Other than that, probably not. Uh, Robbie Robig. What's up, Robbie? Says, how's the rain going to affect the game? Yeah, we just touched on that. I, I Now that it's going to be in the morning, I don't think too much. Todd Boudreaux says he liked and shared. Now bring on Bama. Let's go. Okay. I appreciate that. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. That's for sure. Okay. So let's do this. We'll get it. We'll get it rolling. Yes, if you see, I got to give out my my good friends Tully and all the crew over at Synergy Resources. If you see the, the shirt, purple and gold, the hat, we obviously are repping our good buddies and our good friends over at Synergy Resources. Hydraulic hoses, parts, whatever you need, they are your go-to people. 
Give them a call today and ask for Tully. Guys, absolutely spectacular. It's Synergy, R-E-L-L-C.com. That's Synergy, R-E-L-L-C.com. Let them know that your good good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, so everybody, let's get this thing rolling. So many of you listeners listening to us live right now on Facebook. Hit the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups. We greatly appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, subscribe, notification bell, all of that good stuff. If you're listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you're listening to us on XM Radio or you're listening to us on the TuneIn app, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. We greatly, greatly appreciate you doing that. All right, let's get to our first break. Do a brother a favor, though. Can, you, can we just take a quick, like a, a brief moment of silence and let everybody do your boy a solid by hitting the like and share? What does a brother got to do? You know, uh, the, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Like, I see how many people are, are here live. I see how many people are listening to us on the radio. There's over 400 of you listening to us. Do your brother a solid. Wherever you're listening, share it to your social media pages. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. LSU's going to win. Some people believe it. Do I believe it? I don't know. But one man's going to have to have a Herculean effort. I think he can. He's got to be like Soldier Boy. He's got to yule and be that Superman. I think he can do that. Talk about it next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. Lamar Williams says, wait, Blake, do you think LSU can win? Yeah, I think they can win. I think it's going to be, it's going to take a Herculean effort, right? Like it, <laughs> you're, look, you're going to have to have a Herculean effort from Jaden Daniels. We'll get to that graphic in just a minute. We'll start with this Rafino's rants after a couple more of these comments. Howard Jr. says, what's good, fam? It's my birthday. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hoe. All I want for my birthday. He says, I see the Tigers leading the game by 14 until the finish. Okay. I like to see that. Uh, Corey Hayes says, your show's addicting. Always love tuning in from Maryland. I love seeing that, man. I love seeing that. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Corey, from tuning in 
from Maryland. Uh, Steph and Fry are good friends over at Fry Construction, site and work and land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, aggregate and soil hauling, waste containers, demolition. They do it all. Give them a call today at 337-457-5100. That's 337-457-5100. Let them know that your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by. But Stefan says, just getting up in this bit. Tell me something good, Blake. Okay. I'll tell me something good. <laughs> All right, last one, then we'll get rolling. Uh, Boogie Season says, hashtag ask Blake, do you think Bama DBs can get exposed again? Look, I think we can, and we, we can start there. Okay, and this is going to be my Rafino's rants from the night, and I'm going to give you the reason why you should believe and not just believe like b-l-e-a-v believe this is why you should believe look I, I i see it on social media okay i see on twitter i see on facebook a lot of people saying there's no way that lsu can win i understand it. i understand it lsu had a tough game against tennessee they lost earlier in the season of florida state didn't look so good against auburn i understand what you're saying but when you're talking about LSU, when people are talking about LSU, the funny thing that I don't hear remotely from anybody when they're complaining about LSU is the last two weeks. I don't hear them talking about Jaden Daniels. I don't think people fully understand yet how good this young man has been. We'll show you how good he's been because there's one person that you will see Saturday night that's in the Heisman contention race. Don't hear you talking about Jane Daniels like that. Why? He's in the SEC West battle. LSU's in that battle along with him. But I got to tell you this. Take out the game. Take out the X's and O's. Take out Nick Saban. Take out all. Well, maybe you can't take it all out. But take it out for just a minute. If what you're seeing and what you're hearing, I know Orgeron used to say block out the noise. You know that the players aren't blocking out the noise. They never were. They never were. Go prove it. You know, there's so many times in sports that the unthinkable happens. I don't think that this game is unthinkable that LSU can win. Even in a loss, even in a loss, LSU can prove that they belong, that Brian Kelly has this ship growing in the right direction. See, people get lazy with their takes. The media gets lazy with their takes. Oh, LSU sucks. Yeah, that's cute and all, but when they line up and they start clapping moist cheeks on Saturday night because it's been raining all day, are you really going to be saying that? I would love to line up with Oklahoma. I would love to line up with TCU. I would love to line up with UCLA. I would beg and plead and pay for LSU to line up with Notre Dame. Please, six-pound, eight-ounce, newborn sweet baby Jesus, line up. Because what you're seeing... What you are seeing is an LSU team that's changing. The former staff couldn't adapt quickly enough or well enough or at all to where you could get to a situation where you could ride the ship. Your new head coach has. I don't buy this, you, LSU is going to get 
their, their cheeks clap. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. And then we're sitting here Saturday night at the end of the game like, what the hell just happened? But guys, history always repeats itself. It's something that I've talked about on this show, show after show after show after show. History a lot of times can repeat itself. And if it does, this game's going to be a lot closer than the experts think. Yes, give me the plus 13 and a half for LSU. Thank you. If I'm a leader in that locker room, I'm going up to everybody I can find that wears an LSU jersey on Saturdays. And I'm telling every single one of those guys in that locker room, you got to believe. You got to believe that you can go out there and beat them. You got, and I, I, I mimic this all the time because, you know, us Italians, we like a good Rocky movie. Go to Rocky 4. Go to Rocky 3. Be more man than them. They're not they're coming to your house. Be more man than them. They they are not perfect. They are not more they are not immortal. They are immortal beings on that team. They bleed, they sweat, they cry. You can't beat them. They're not invincible. Bama's not invincible. All this bullshit that I continue to hear constantly over and over, all day long, all week, LSU sucks, LSU sucks. Well, then you take your team and you line up in Death Valley and you come see it. I dare you. Because even in a loss, LSU can prove that they're on their way. Bookmarks have been very much been on the forefront this week. I'm not going to talk trash. About, I'm not going to talk trash about Bama. They're a good team. They're a really good team. They can beat LSU too. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You're a good team too. You're a top ten team. Go and prove it. Because when I look down the roster, when I look down what LSU's got, guys, you have a lot of pieces. Has Kayshawn Booty maybe taken a step back? Maybe. He's still better than a lot of dudes in the SEC. Your wide receivers are coming together. Your running game is coming together. Your offensive line is coming together. Your quarterback is find, finding his rhythm. He's finding his way. The defensive line that we talked about all offseason, they're finding their way. You have really good young pieces. Harold Perkins, Emory Jones, Will Campbell, along with the veteran pieces like Josh Williams, who's quite honestly, guys, let's call it what it is, has come out of nowhere. You think? Do you think on third and one that Josh Williams isn't going to give you everything he's got? If you don't bring your lunch pail... If Bama doesn't bring their lunch pail along with LSU, you're going to get smacked in the face. This isn't, and what's funny is, is not only LSU fans, but fans in general, <clears throat> college football fans in general, Les Miles isn't on that sideline. 
Oh, Brian Kelly loses the big games. Guys, two weeks ago, number seven Ole Miss came into this state, this state, and lost. And not only lost, LSU went on a 42-3 run. They murdered them. The team that you're saying is a top 11 team. You know, now that the Auburn job is open, the only thing that I continuously hear is Lane Kiffin this, Lane Kiffin that. <clears throat> what about Brian Kelly being 3-1 and one against Lane Kiffin? Huh. Interesting, isn't it? Get ready. A storm's coming. All right. I'm going to get to a couple of these super chats. Then I'm going to get to the rest of this Rafino's rant. Dane Bergeron, Bergeron said, Blake, I nominate you to give pregame speeches to the team. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Maybe they'll listen. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Unknown on YouTube since $20 via super chat. Thank you, unknown. If you got a comment, throw it in there. We appreciate you doing that. Dane Bergeron sends $10 via Super Chat as well. He says, hi, Blake. You should post some pics of the future Golden Girl. By the way, I ordered some stuff from First Light. Okay. Okay. I'll let him know. Thank you. He says, I will see those guys at SHOT Show in January. Yeah, they're fantastic. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. They're fantastic, Dane. Thank you for the Super Chat. They're awesome. That hat that I wear, the black and orange hat, you won't find a better hat. You won't find a better hat. Daniel Glenn says, Blake, you need to narrate a hype video. Well, we did it. Um, if Zach was here instead of, oh, I'm at church. If, <laughs> if Zach was here, I'd let him show you. We did a hype video. I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you. I'll have to send it to you uh, for sure. Very quickly, because I want to get to this, <clears throat> the guy that's got to be Superman and a guy that I think that can be Superman in this game to help you to win it. Listen. For some of you that know and some of you that don't, I'm from a small town in Louisiana called Franklinton, okay? Dad, mom and dad were divorced. I grew up in Amy and Hammond, and I grew up in Franklinton. Went to school in Franklinton. We play teams like Bugaloosa. Listen, the, there's only one thing I'm going to say about this situation that happened in Bugaloosa because everybody's asking me to talk on it. If you missed it, <clears throat> there was a shooting at a football game. First off, Take your business elsewhere. There is absolutely nothing that can happen at a football game where you got to pull out a firearm and shoot it at somebody. Nothing. Take your stupid ass and go somewhere else. There are children on that field. And let me tell, let me tell you this. Those kids for Bogalusa did nothing wrong. <clears throat> nothing wrong. They don't deserve the absolute immaturity of adults, adults really, to pull out a firearm and start firing at people. Number one, you should be ashamed of yourself and don't go to a damn game. Guys, this is a game. Take your shit and bring it elsewhere. That's number one. Number two, don't say anything about Albany forfeiting the game when you had that situation, Bugaloosa. Don't do it. Get... Look, you. I know for a fact you can get Louisiana State Police to work a detail and you can get as many as you want if you plan it out right. 
but I am absolutely sick and tired of seeing adults get in fights. You know, there was a thing in Baltimore this week where I think it's two adults who are fighting in the middle of the field. Both teams are forfeiting the rest of the season because two adults wanted to decide they wanted to throw hands. Bring that stupid shit somewhere else. You are ruining the most memorable moments of young men's lives. And let me tell you this. This has... this. Guys, there is a hundreds and hundreds of thousands of kids that this year will be their last football season that they'll ever play. You taking it away from them is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay. All right. Let, let, we had a super chat, and I want to get to Jaden Daniels here in just a quick second. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Jason Morgan, since 999, says, Do you see them putting Perkins as a spy on Bryce Young? Thank you for the 999, Jason. Maybe at times, but not a lot. Look, if you have him spying Bryce Young, you don't have somebody in coverage. I get what you're saying. I think you got to do it in spurts. You can't do it all game. Because Bryce doesn't run enough. Meaning, when Bryce, you know, what makes Bryce elusive and what makes him so dangerous is that Bryce Young looks to, he escapes to throw. He doesn't escape to run. He, he never really has. I get what you're saying about a spy and having somebody on him. You're going to have to do that at times. But when you take somebody out of coverage to spy on him, he eats you alive. So just understand that. You got to be careful there. Speaking of Bryce Young, Pooh Bear, let's bring up this. Um, let's bring up this stat. Let me, hold on, hold on. Let me preface this first. I, I, I want to say this. There's a lot of you that owe Jane Daniels an apology. Now, I understand that Bryce Young missed a couple of games, but we got something for you. Your quarterback, Jane Daniels, is going to have to be Superman. There's no, look, there's no, to, for you to win, he's going to have to go off. I, he doesn't have to throw for over 300 yards. If he runs for 250 or throws for 250, runs for another 100, 150, you have a really good chance of winning. However, however, Pooh Bear, pull up these stats right quick. The comparison between Bryce Young and Jaden Daniels. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. So we split the quarterbacks apart and what they're doing. You can see it here if you're listening to us on radio or, or podcast. I'll read it out to you. Bryce Young, here's his stats. 66% completion percentage, 1,900 yards, 137 rushing yards, which, by the way, by the way, a hundred of those rushing yards came in the first game of the season. So to to the question from Jason earlier, okay, he legitimately only had a hundred. He had a hundred rushing yards in week one. So that means he had thirty seven rushing yards in six other games or five other games, however many he played. No, I'm not worried about Bryce Young running the football as much as I am him escaping and throwing the ball down the field. Three interceptions. Here's the big thing, and why I think Jane Daniels is hitting his own and why he can be Superman for you to win the game. You're not, look, you're not, you can't make this up. Like, this isn't me trying to push something or push a narrative. Stats this late in the season don't lie. Jaden Daniels, 70% completion percentage, 1,800 passing yards, 524 rushing yards, 21 total touchdowns, one interception. Looks pretty comparable, doesn't it? Looks pretty freaking comparable, doesn't it? Now, I know that Bryce Young has, has missed a game. 
I understand that. I understand that he's been hurt. But one guy, one guy is in the Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy consideration. Now, I understand he won it last year. That's how a lot of that works. Guys, I think Jane Daniels might go off this upcoming Saturday. I think he might go off. He's got to be, he's got, he can't be, look, he's been so much better at this. But if I have a message to Jane Daniels, just let that bitch rip. Let it rip. Let, let Alabama prove to you. Because, Jaden, I promise you this. If you got one-on-one with Brian Thomas Jr. and Eli Ricks, Brian Thomas Jr. is coming down with that ball. Because as much as I would love to share this, even though I can't, I've been at those practices when Brian Thomas Jr. and Eli Ricks went up one-on-one against one another, and it wasn't pretty on Eli Ricks' part. Trust him. Trust your mind. Trust your feet. Guys, Will Anderson, as good as he is, Dallas Turner, as good as he is, you can't compare with that speed. He gets the outside, watch out. And by the way, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm hearing some things about Alabama possibly trying to play man-to-man coverage on LSU. Jaden Daniels, please, sweet baby Jesus, if they play man coverage on you, run that thing. If their back is turned to you, run that thing. Do not, do not second-guess yourself. But, guys, the bottom line is the only way you're coming out of that, the only way you're coming out of Death Valley with a victory on Saturday is if this young man continues to do this. Blake, Bryce Young missed the game. I don't give two Rudy Poos. The simple fact that Jane Daniels had six drops against Auburn and still is a 70% completion percentage on the season. (laughs) I mean, Jesus H. Christ. He can do it. You got to have faith. Guys, he is one of the tops in accuracy. Remember during the offseason, Pooh Bear, I know know Pooh remembers this. Pooh, on a scale of one to a bajillion, how many comments in this show – Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listeners. Every single night, Jane Daniels inaccurate. Well, this tells me something different. It is comparable. I get that Bryce missed a game. But when you walk out there Saturday and you have a W, number five, if, 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 it will be because number five went off. All right, Wilson Alexander coming up in one minute. Let me get to a couple of these quick comments, though. Before we get to him, best hair in the business. I think he hates him. He's saying that. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. He probably hates. He he probably hates it. Like Blake, shut the fuck up. All right, I'll stop, Wilson. I'm, I apologize. He said this will be a game that the whole team needs to let loose and just uh, just have at it. I agree. I agree. Pooh Bear said it. Though, another stat: He has only been under seventy percent in one game. That's insane. That's insane. All right, last one. Cody McGee sends 999 via Super Chat. Says, Blake, do you think Brian Kelly will go a lot of tempo on offense? Seems like when LSU goes tempo, they get better and better on defense. A lot of blitz and zone coverage. Possibly. Jaden, and thank you for the Super Chat. 
Cody, I mean, Jaden feels comfortable in it. But you're going to – look, what's crazy is is I, I still think that they found their identity in running the football. Look, 48 attempts two weeks ago against Ole Miss, and you're scoring over 40 – or you're scoring 45 points. Same thing against Florida. You're running the football. Yes, it's with your quarterback too. you got to find your times to get tempo. You can't get in a situation when you're down – down 14 if that's a scenario kind of slow it down so we'll see all right let's do this let's get to him I'll have to ask I'll have to ask him if he hates the hair comment but you got to flaunt that thing though right you know like if I had hair like that I would go as Halloween I'd go as Wilson Alexander that's what I'd do all right (laughs) all right all right let's let's get to our, our next break Wilson Alexander from the Advocate next. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. We return in 45 minutes. Let's talk some more LSU next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Foss has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer, all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. All right, we are joined again by our good friend, Wilson Alexander, who works for The Advocate. We'll let you know where you can get all of his stuff. Wilson, very quickly, before we get to LSU, are you okay with the hair comments? I mean, look at it, man. It's flawless again. All right, do I need to quit? Just tell me. Tell me the truth, live on YouTube. No, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> my hair's always been this thing in my family because of, I guess, how it looks. And... Um, <laughs> My freshman year of high school on um, the baseball team, they made us like all the seniors like buzz, you know, give us buzz cuts oh, and stuff. No. And I walked in the door when I got home and took off my hat. My mom like started crying. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I, I, I don't mind uh, hair discussions uh, if I'm having a good hair day. So. Did you, were you mad at it or were you like, yeah, okay, I'll just grow back? Like, were you mad when you had to do the buzz cut? Like, Oh, no, yeah, no, I did not enjoy it. I resisted I it as long as I could, uh, but then realized, you know, get over it. It's part of uh, going up through the ranks and that, you know, that kind of like kind of thing. I would have ran. They would have had to catch my fat ass. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know that right now. I'm not cutting hair like that. All right, Wilson, I got to ask you. Last night, I think a lot of people were surprised. The college football rankings came out. LSU comes in at 10. It kind of was a national thing. A lot of people were talking about it, maybe thinking that LSU didn't deserve to be there, even though they've really done well the last two weeks. When those rankings came out, you saw LSU at 10. What was your immediate thoughts? I was surprised uh, you know, with them at 15 because there's a couple one-loss teams that they ended up ahead of. Like It made sense putting them in front of Ole Miss because there had been so much discussion about Ole Miss hadn't really proven a lot. And then, of course, LSU had to win over Ole Miss. But, like, UCLA was behind them as well. UCLA's had a pretty good year, uh, and it was kind of surprising that, you know, they're only the fifth team in the college football playoff rankings to uh, debut with two losses at number in the top 10. Um, and so it, it was a bit surprising, kind of as the rankings were unfolding, I kept thinking, like, wait, are they, have they not ranked them? And instead it was <laughs> that high. Well, I, I tell you, as soon as they did 11 through, I think it was, 11, what, 11 through 15, I tweeted out, I was like, oh, shoot, they're going to be number 10, right? Like, I mean, it was like, because you got to rank them. I mean, right? Like, you can't just leave them out. 
I, I, I guess to you, how massive though, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with you. We said, what is it? I don't want to say like the legacy of Brian Kelly. He's already got a legacy for him. But do you think that that win, the way that it was against Ole Miss, just sent that much wa- many wavelengths across the nation that they may maybe this was like, man, LSU might be for real under BK? It helped, certainly. It helped show that the improvement that they had sort of been – it was back-to-back weeks of really good games, right, with Florida and Ole Miss. It, that even though they had lost to Florida State, and maybe some people wrote them off after that and then gotten one out by Tennessee, and maybe more people wrote them off for that. They're like, okay, hey, you can't – this is year one, but this team is going to be someone that you have to, to look at. That's um, going to be in the top 25 and now have a chance to win the SEC West. And, you know, a lot of what happens in year one isn't going to certainly like um, what we remember when we ultimately look back on Brian Kelly's tenure. Um, but it's sort of, yeah, woke everybody up again to sort of like, okay, you know, we LSU, you're going to have to pay attention to them. Um, there's something going on down there that's worth watching. And, uh, you mentioned the Ole Miss win. That's part of what factored into the committee's decision. I asked Boo Corgan, the CFP selection committee chair last night, like basically why is LSU number 10? And he, he mentioned the win over Ole Miss, mentioned the win over Mississippi State, acknowledged the fact that they had lost to Florida State and Tennessee. He, they, he said his words were, they seem to be getting better and better. And, and that certainly does is what you seem to, I think people are seeing when they watch this team right now. All right, so guys, continue firing your questions to Wilson. We'll get to, to them at the end. Wilson, there's a lot of people that believe that LSU can't knock off a giant in Alabama. I guess when you look at this game holistically, uh, where are you at? Where are you at here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there is a reasonable chance and and, and hope, um, largely because of the way Jaden Daniels has played the last two weeks. Agreed. Um, that that it could happen. Also, being at home. Alabama has struggled uh, in a couple of road atmospheres this year with penalties. Uh, they had, uh, gosh, 15 for 100 yards against Texas, 17 for 130 yards, which was the most ever under a saving team against Tennessee. And Tiger Stadium can be rocking then uh, at you know, nighttime in Death Valley. Um, first ranked, uh, two ranked teams, in, and certainly in the college football playoffs since, I mean, I guess, I guess 2019, would I think they would have played a, another ranked team. Uh, like in the top 10 in that year, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But anywho, you know, those are advantages. And and it, so it still feels like it would be a, a massive uh, upset and that a lot would have to go in LSU's way to make it happen. Alabama, even though it looks sort of vulnerable, is still uh, one of the best teams in the country when Bryce Young plays. And so um, it would take a lot, but I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility. What are those things that you think, like, so you said some things would have to happen or there are some specific keys, like, I mean, the thing that we talked about last night was, look, Alabama's had a perplexity of turning the football over in critical situations. We saw that last season in, in both SEC and national title game. We saw that against Texas A&M. We actually saw that again against Texas A&M this season and Tennessee. It seems as if that there has been a thing with Alabama when they have to score. They like I, I saw a stat the other day of six drives when needing to score. They have five turnovers. I think that that's a massive thing, but is there something that you look like, hey, man, Alabama might be the most vulnerable here. I think LSU can exploit it because they're good. Yeah, turnovers would be would be one of the things because you actually looked at it the last couple of weeks. LSU has uh, all but two of their touchdown drives have been over 70 yards over the last two weeks. Uh, only two against Ole Miss, one was 50 yards, one was 38 yards. Now, it's great to see an offense that is able to sustain drives like that, 
but it's going to be hard to do against Alabama's defense because they have allowed 15 touchdowns this year. That's the sixth fewest in the country. Seven of those were against Tennessee. And your LSU, all that's played well the last two weeks on offense, it's not the Tennessee offense. And so turnovers, getting them good field position is going to be really critical, I think, in this game. Um, Another thing that uh, will be obviously important is just uh, what they do on the edges to slow down Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. Um, Brian Kelly mentioned using some max protections, chipping with running backs and tight ends, giving those two freshman offensive tackles a little bit of help um, to try to give Jaden Daniels more time. If LSU has an advantage, um, it might be at a at wide receiver. You know, Alabama does not have a dynamic wide receiver. I mean, their leading uh, pass catcher right now is Jameer Gibbs, obviously, you know, running back. And so, um, you know, it's going to be interesting actually seeing like Kayshawn versus Eli Ricks now that Eli's a starter over there at Alabama. Um, and then Kool-Aid, of course, too. Uh, you know, they've got some decent corners, but um, th- those are maybe a, a couple things that kind of come to mind. There's a lot that uh, still probably leans in Alabama's favor, even though they're a little bit more vulnerable this season. But um, I guess uh, LSU, you know, still matches up all right in a couple of spots. Roger Duga says, hashtag ask Wilson, do you think LSU can put together an epic defensive strategy that could have us wowed versus Bryce Young and, and Gibbs? I'm going to kind of shift that a little bit. Look, we talk a lot about Bryce Young, but Jameer Gibbs, I mean, man, you just mentioned, Wilson, that he's our leading pass catcher. He's explosive. He's electric. How do you contain them? I know that Mississippi State did it last week. Did you – I mean, what do you see? What do you think and how they could put together maybe slowing him down as well? Well, it's going to be absolutely vital because he is the main weapon on offense. No doubt. They can somehow take him away and force Bryce Young to – try to throw down field to those receivers in this game, you know, you like what you probably like what your chances are at your LSU. Uh, I think that makes this a big Harold Perkins game, a big BJ Ojolari game, Mike Vasco as well. Uh, those linebackers, interesting, Bryce Kel- uh, uh, Brian Kelly uh, said, you know, this week that LSU, you know, sort of acknowledged like we had to have our best players on the field and mentioned Micah and BJ and Harold, and then said today that they've actually got like their base defense now has all has them on there has bj and harold actually on there at the same time which obviously we haven't really seen yet except for some old miss uh, moments with like certain packages on third down and, and fourth down when they're rushing the passer and so i'm gonna really interested to see what that looks like because anytime you're talking about defending a running back it kind of comes down to those linebackers and um they're gonna have to have a good game i'm um, really interested to see how harold uh, and this plays in this situation sort of one of his big tests here as a freshman uh but micah and bj have been doing this for a while um, and they're going to have to have a good game, though. I think like it comes down to those three and their ability to stop him and also chase down Bryce Young when he's able to elude pressure and escape the pocket and create like he's usually able to do. Uh, they're going to have to stop him from turning those usually, what can be a small game into a big game because he's so good at that. You know, it was interesting, uh, Wilson, a lot of people, and to your point, a lot of people talk about even spying Bryce Young, and, and where I don't disagree at all in doing that at, at, at spurts, he only has 137 rushing yards this season in Bryce Young, but 100 of those came in week one, right? So of the last six games that he's played, 37 are of those six games. Let me ask you this. You talk about Harold Perkins being in there, and obviously they found a way to put those two, I'd say either freshman All-American and All-American are just two great pieces in there. Do you, do you did this sway you in any way knowing that Harold Perkins might play more than maybe that we've seen in last games? I'm not sure it, sw- it sways me too much because we saw him play a good get against Ole Miss. That's right. Um, and, and, but it was really effective, obviously, when he did. Uh, but this is, 
you know, Bryce Young is completely different than Jackson Dart. Once LSU was able to get pressure on Jackson Dart <laughs> right. and force Ole Miss to throw the football, uh, that game, you know, got wrapped up pretty quick. Uh, Bryce Young, you talk about him being able to run. Yeah, he's not. That's the thing. That's kind of the difference when you look statistically at him and Jaden is that Bryce Young sort of runs to still throw. And Jaden is getting there. There's been a lot of improvement with that the last two weeks. But he's still someone who's going to run and pick up yards with his legs. And you don't necessarily want to take that away from him. Because I agree. That's part of what makes him really special. Um, but that's just sort of the difference between them in approach. You know, Bryce Young, when he's breaking the pocket, he still get, has his eyes very much downfield looking to throw, and he typically will. He can pick up a few yards here and there if he needs to. Um, but that's just not really what he's going to do. And so LSU has to keep him sort of contained in the pocket so that he can't just create like that because like, he's such a – so, you know, sort of magical sometimes in the way that he can do that and uh, really pull things out uh, for, of his hat and, and you know, kind of and, and just create stuff when there's nothing there. And LSU has had some trouble bringing down uh, mobile quarterbacks this season. Uh, we saw that in the opener against Florida State. Certainly saw that um, in the Auburn game with Robbie Ashford early on. And so they're going to have to get him down on the ground quickly and, and keep contained so that he can't sort of disrupt it, that defensive structure and, and take advantage of a secondary if it loses its eyes. We have a couple questions in here, so I'm not going to bring up more than one of them or just leave one person out. Do you think the weather is a major factor here? I know that I saw, I think WBRZ or somebody said that it's just going to be raining in the morning and more clear in the afternoon. That affect anything in your mind? I mean, because it seems like it's clearer throughout the evening. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like we need to kind of like see what the weather's forecast is going to be closer to kickoff uh, if that rain ends up actually sitting there. If it does, then it's hard to say because LSU hasn't really played like a wet game this season. Um, I don't think Bama has either, is, right? I don't think so, no. And I remember there was some discussion about uh, the hurricane with the Auburn game, but that ended up clearing out and that the, game, the weather was just fine. And so... Uh, I'm sure the LSU has been accounting for a little bit in practice, maybe doing some wet ball drills and things like that. Um, but it, in terms of what effect it has on the game, I feel like we're going to need to just see uh, come game time whether or not it does in any way. Some of these really good teams, it ends up not mattering um, that much uh, once you really get down to it. So we'll have to we'll just kind of have to wait and see on that one. Wilson, to shift gears on you very quickly, Georgia Tennessee, massive game in the East, massive game in the West. Look, I'm on the Tennessee hype train, like toot toot. You can't get me off of it right now. I don't know if I'm just an idiot or or what, but I I got I had them number one team after they beat Bama and our poll. I I, I don't know how you see them, but I think that they're going to win Saturday. That's just my belief. I don't think Georgia can keep up with them scoring, but we have seen good teams struggle. We saw LSU in 2019 only scored 23 points against uh, Auburn. How do you see this game in, in Athens with Georgia and Tennessee kickoff? Well, it really comes down to me for what can Georgia do in the secondary. Uh, I remember going to that Georgia-Tennessee game last year. I thought that Tennessee might be able to give Georgia some trouble, as good as that Georgia defense was, and it was excellent. Tennessee actually had some opportunities to keep that a lot closer. There were some receivers open downfield that at that time Hinden Hooker missed. You know, the Tennessee offense was still in those early stages and just hadn't become what it is today yet, you know. Um, the offseason obviously helped with that, and then Jalen Hyatt turning into a possible Blitnikoff winner and all those things. Now that Tennessee offense is what we have seen, and the Georgia secondary is more, a little bit more vulnerable. Um, it, that was their, their kind of the weaker spot on that great defense last year was in the secondary at times, and Tennessee wasn't able to take advantage of it a year ago, but now they've got the talent and the chemistry to do so, and I feel like it just comes down to that. You know, the Georgia offense will probably, if it can run the ball, um, will be able to have some success. 
Uh, Tennessee's been really good at stopping the run. Uh, Georgia is actually throwing more than it's running, but um, <laughs> which is it's wild. Not an explosive down. I know, right? But it's not an explosive downfield passing game because it uses all those tight ends. So I feel like it comes down to kind of those two aspects. Uh, who actually ends up winning it? I, I sort of think Tennessee does uh, too. Uh, growing up in Georgia, I've watched a lot of Georgia football. Uh, other than last year, they usually, other than maybe last year, and I guess like the 2013 LSU game that a lot of people here will remember, they they don't tend to come up big in big moments. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, even though they won the national championship last year and maybe that program is becoming something that, uh, you know, can turn into those, win those big games. Um, Tennessee is rolling in a way that I feel like they'll be able to exploit the secondary enough to win. I don't really remember. I was an interesting stat. And last thing, since you talk about being in Georgia and, and all that, I don't really remember like a lot of massive games in Georgia, like in Athens, right? Like, 2018 LSU, it is uh, at in Baton Rouge. You have the Alabama game, but they just don't play a lot of massive games in Athens. I don't know if that's just me or am I or am I crazy there? Like this will be the the biggest game that they've had at home in a while, right? It's probably the biggest game that they've ever had in Sanford Stadium. I mean, it's hard to find you know a one versus three um, kind of matchup, one versus two, whatever poll you use. It's the I think the first like top five game in Sanford stadium, certainly in a, if not ever than in a very, very long time. They've had some big games. Notre Dame came down there a couple That's of years right. ago. That was That's a big right. one. Um, like you mentioned some Alabama, like whenever Alabama came, but there was nobody um, there, was there though. Games, Remember but... that was like the COVID year. Like nobody was there. Like they had the appearance. I mean, like I don't count that as a massive game either. You know, which one do you mean? Well, remember in 2020, Alabama went to Athens, and it, I mean, it was during COVID, and I don't remember a lot of people being there. Like, they had the lower deck that was put out, but the entire upper deck in Athens, wasn't, there wasn't oh, anybody that was there. In, that was in Tuscaloosa. Oh, was yeah, it? Okay, was, my bad. I thought it was in Athens. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Um, but no, still, I mean, to your point, yeah, this is the biggest game. In, I mean, Georgia's gotten used to playing big games because of where it's now become as a program with SEC championships and national championship uh, appearances and Rose Bowl and things like that. Um, but at home, this is the biggest game and possibly ever, certainly in quite a long time over there. Wilson, I know uh, we just had a question that popped in. I know that Brian Kelly talked about this today, but there are some injury guys back from injury. Gary Dellinger, I, I mean, on the teleconference today, he talked about being day to day. Am I am I wrong there? I mean, you don't. I don't think he's going to play a lot of significant snaps unless unless he has to, right? Yeah, I, don't, I think that's the expectation. Uh, you know, he um, they were hoping to get him back for this Alabama game. Um, but he only really just started practicing like this week and they had to figure out if that workload, uh, if he could handle it on the knee. I mean, he had an MCL, you know, strain basically a couple of weeks ago. And, um, that, that can be an injury that takes about this long to, to get back from. And so if he does play, Brian Kelly said he would play about 20 to 25 snaps, just kind of be a piece of a rotation, which certainly helps LSU because he's, if he's playing, uh, as well as he can, he's one of their best linemen. Um, but if he ends up that he, that he's less than hundred percent, then you probably stick with Miles Frazier in that in that scenario. But you know they they would like to get him back, but it's going to come down probably to kind of like a game time decision how much they use him if at all. If they do, it'll it'll be uh, relatively sparingly. You know, like twenty twenty five steps. So. As my grandfather used to say about his old beat up Toyota truck. Son, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> 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 all right, Wilson Alexander always. So excited to have you here, man. Thank you for your time. Tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff. I know that they know, but just in case they don't, tell them where they can catch everything that you're doing. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, 
my Twitter handles uh, there on the screen. You can uh, interact with me there over uh, all of our works on the advocate Um And then we do a, we'll have to get you maybe on our show sometime. Uh, do we it, do man. on uh, Wednesday do afternoons uh, over on the advocates pages and that kind of thing. And, uh, um, but thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Thanks Wilson. We'll talk next or I say next week, but we'll talk soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Y'all have a good night. All right, you too, man. That's Wilson Alexander from The Advocate. Always fantastic. All right, let's take our last break, and then we'll get out of here. Let's talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. We return in 45 seconds. We'll finish next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption, into your family or you're facing criminal charges you need very experienced attorneys and that is what the drake williams law firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system the door to their cozy office in historic downtown pochatoula has been open since 1981 they have helped thousands and thousands of louisiana families and individuals win cases close on real estate deals and regain that peace of mind their lawyers over at the drake williams law firm ernie drake the third ryan j williams and summer vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Uh, Pooh Bear, do we have a, a Philly score? Are they playing right now or am, I, or, am I going, or am I going nuts? Or am I going nuts? Um, because I see this from Jordan. Uh, he says, Aaron Nola. He, he must be going off. I haven't been able to keep too much uh, uh, tabs on it during the show. Jay Reem says, please tell me this chat is free of vault art. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm losing it. I haven't seen any. Look, there is a lot. Look, oh, oh, on the top of three. There we go. There we go. It sounds like Nola's going off, though. Look, there... He, we do have the SEC West. We do have the SEC. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to pull it up because I accidentally exited it out. We do have a lot of big games this week in the SEC outside of Alabama and LSU and Georgia, Tennessee. Look, something that's interesting, we'll talk about this Saturday morning. Florida taking on Texas A&M and probably a dumpster fireball. Man, I... I got to say this. I know that Texas A&M lost last week. I'm really interested to see, though, how they do with their new quarterback and uh, Connor Wigman. I thought that they looked a lot better offensively. I'm not going to say that they're going to be they can beat Florida, but I got to tell you this. I, I'm really interested. I'm not if I'm a betting man. I'm not taking that game either. But if I had to lean, I think since it's in in, in College Station, I might lead A&M on that one. Q Freeze comes back to the SEC, takes on Arkansas. I think Arkansas is going to roll there. LSU's next opponent is going to be interesting to see them kick off at 3 p.m. I know a lot of people won't watch that game because of Georgia-Tennessee. I'll be trying to keep my eyes on it. Give me Arkansas massive there. Auburn-Mississippi State's a very interesting game. It'll be at 6.30 uh, as well. Uh, look, I don't know. and It's really interesting for me because Cadillac Williams takes over at the as the interim coach there. Uh, this week, obviously, with Brian Harson being beat, man, I really want them to win for Cadillac. Cadillac zone twenty two. Wasn't Cadillac? Wasn't he number twenty four? 
Money number 24 at Auburn. They should have gave that man 22 just so you could bump it every time he scored. Cadillac zone 22. I kind of want him to win for Cadillac, man. I mean, that's got to be a dream. When you go into coaching and you played as much as he did at his alma mater, and he, the head coach that hired him is obviously fired now, more than likely, <clears throat> and we don't see this very often, <clears throat> excuse me, that you get retained from a new staff. Man, I, I really hope he gets some wins in there. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Stacy Blackwood, our good buddy, has been on the show a couple times, says, yeah, he was 24. What's up, buddy? We need to get you on. I'm not, Stacey, I'm going to hit you up uh, tonight. We'll probably try to get you on tomorrow if you got time. Uh, covers Alabama. Uh, thank you for stopping by, buddy. <clears throat> man, I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, Vanderbilt, South Carolina. <clears throat> Cocktober is over. Pooh Bear, I got an upset. I got an upset brewing. I think South Carolina's going down. I think South Carolina's going down. I want Vanderbilt to win. I really not a, I'm really not a massive. I'm just not a massive South Carolina Shane Beamer fan. I, I'm, <laughs> man, I'm just really, really, really not. So that'll be my four. Obviously, well, man, I, every time we get here, we I want to talk states, but um, we'll see. Uh, Stacy Blackwood said A&M is due for a win. Look, I, I, I think Connor Wyman's a good kid. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I think they're I think they're going to beat Florida. Give me give give me the Aggies. As much as I don't like saying that, give me the Aggies. Jordan says watch him beat Bam. Watch him beat a Bama team when who gets uh, decimated by LSU and Ole Miss. Who? Oh, you're talking about. Um, you're talking about um, Cadillac. Well, if Cadillac beats Bama, they might hire him. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what. If they win out, they better give him consideration. Jerry Carter says, David, David, David Banner. <laughs> Can I tell y'all a rapper that was with David Banner on some of these songs that I couldn't stand? Paul Wall. I'm the Iceman Paul Wall. Uh, Pooh Bear says, you can't clear your throat and say Cocktober. Pause. Yeah, they, they. it's not me. It's not me. They said it was Cocktober. It's not my gay saying. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that. God dang it, I'm going to get canceled. It's not my saying. John Boland says, give me the Aggies. Pause. I'm getting paused all over the place. I'm telling you, man, they're due for a win. They're due for a win. D. Payne says, Cadillac on 22s. Great song. Great, great song. All right, guys. I might be jumping over to Carter the Power Bryant show next. Should go over there. We're going to cut it up. We'll talk next. We'll see y'all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.